0: Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast by Ugly Ventures. I'm your host, Victoria Hajar and the co-founder at Ugly Ventures, a place where entrepreneurs like you can find the tools and capital to grow your business. I'm so excited you're here. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Marketing for Startups show. I'm Victoria Hajar, your host and the founder at Ugly Ventures. So I'm about to start a six-part series that's going to be breaking down the client value journey. And my intention with this is to sort of end the overwhelm around marketing, because if you can really sink your teeth into the idea of setting up a very tight, organized, and systemized client value journey the entire way that you look at marketing and sales is going to change and you're going to be overcome with a sense of relief knowing that you have the key elements of your marketing taken care of. And from there, you're just implementing a repeatable process um, each time you have a creative idea or you want to improve a certain piece of the client value journey. But I'm in, I'm actually in the middle of an accelerator right now and Uh, And the program is awesome. It's through Britain Co. Um, But this week, they were discussing marketing, right? And I listened on even though, of course, I'm very familiar with all of the things that they were saying, but I was I was listening on. And even I was getting so overwhelmed, because we were in a training and they were going through the whole client value journey in one uh, online training in within an hour. And it got me thinking that, you know, this is, if, if I'm feeling like this is overwhelming and I understand this process very well, like I can only imagine what other founders may feel when they learn about the client value journey and sort of how to implement that marketing uh, strategy, that system into their business. And so I have a previous episode that I recorded called Understanding the Client Value Journey, which does give a brief overview of all of the six steps um, that a client goes through from becoming aware of your brand to becoming raving fans. Um, And that's a really good one to reference if you want just a quick and dirty overview of what the client value journey is. But as I said, today, we're going to be starting a six-part series that's going to dig deep into each part of the client value journey. And... Hopefully, shed some clarity um, about the overall process for you guys and have you become a little bit more comfortable with implementing it in your business. So, just to remind you, um, the client value journey is the six steps that every client is going through um, from first knowing about you and moving through the digital sales process, right? If you're selling your product or service online. Now, obviously if, they're, if you're dealing with a sales team, they have their own processes for sales, but I'm talking specifically to um, companies that want either to sell their product online or to convert into a sales call. So it really is depending like what the end game is. But you're going to want to identify what really you want on the action of the potential client to be um, as they move through this process. Like where, where are you trying to get to? And many times they said, if it's getting if it's getting them on a call, you know, there's so much that we can do in marketing to help support your sales team to make sure that you're having uh, clients get to that phone call more warmed up and having that higher like no and trust factor. But if you're simply doing e-comm, this is really also primarily structured to to get you to that sale. So the six steps are, um, number one is awareness. How are people becoming aware of your brand? Number two is engagement. Once they know about your brand, how are you engaging with them, right? Um, And in that, collecting their email address. This is important. The third step is nurture them, nurture. So how are you nurturing this contact and warming them up, right? And uh, increasing that like-know and trust. The fourth is inviting them. How are you just basically asking them for the, how are you asking for the sale or asking for booking the demo or asking for the sales call, right? Inviting them to actually take action, not expecting them to just do it on their own volition. After that, we have delight. So how are you actually delivering the experience or um, delivering your product or service? What experience uh, are you sort of, have you manufactured to make sure that that experience is the best it can possibly be? And the last piece is advocate. How are we getting our existing clients, ones that love our product or had a really great experience to be advocates for us and our business and help start the cycle over again? So these are the six steps awareness, engage, nurture, invite, delight, advocate. And within each of these steps, there is, there's so much. And so now we're going to start going through bit by bit over the course of the next six weeks. I'm going to be breaking down each piece of the client value journey. Um, So that brings us to today's episode, which will be all about awareness. So a sip of my coffee. So awareness. Awareness is how people know about you and your business and what you do. And I think this is a piece that people often miss because once upon a time there was a world where social media could actually really introduce you to new audiences. And so just being on social, you know, being in community on social platforms was enough to really get new clients, to get new business. But unfortunately, as we know over the years, things have drastically changed on social media, right? It is more and more difficult to reach new audience, let alone reaching your own audience. And it's become really a pay to play platform. So please don't believe that just being active on social media is going to be a way to get more clients. It just doesn't work like that anymore, but don't worry. I have a solution for you. There are three possibilities on how you can get uh, grow your audience online. And I want you to keep in mind that you constantly have to be working on reaching new audience. It is the most important thing that you're going to do for your business, for your revenue, for your sales pipeline, for your sales team you have to always be getting yourself in front of new audiences. It's just the only way that your business is going to either grow or or maintain a certain revenue level. So each month, I would love for you to be starting the month and just asking yourself, and I do this in my own business, how am I reaching new audiences this month, right? How am I making a concerted effort to touch new people and bring them into my world. So that that brings us to the three ways that you can grow your business online. So to grow your audience. So what we're looking at is essentially an advertising strategy, an SEO strategy, or a partnerships strategy. And the ideal situation is to have all three of these strategies working together right? All three of these um, parts of the puzzle kind of working symbiotically to sort of help um, expand the amount of people that you are able to touch in a month. But if you're bootstrapped and you're just starting out or you have limited resources in terms of team that can help you, I would suggest really focusing on one of these strategies and going all of the way. And with a bootstrap team, right, like a like a, a limited hands on deck, you could go like 100% into any one of these strategies and really figure a lot of it out yourself. But obviously, if you invest in, in experts that are very experienced in executing these different pieces of the puzzle, you're going to get better results probably quicker. Um, so again, you could choose to kind of figure yourself out through, figure your way out through two of these strategies and invest in one of them. Um, You can kind of invest your time figuring out, out all three. Although I really believe that if you're kind of just doing the figuring out thing to at least start learning each piece one at a time. And I say that from experience. When I first started, I went all the way into understanding SEO. And once you kind of dig in, uh, it is really like Alice's Wonderland. There's so much that you can do and um, sort of more nuanced ways that you can increase your search engine optimization just on, on page, off page, uh, you know, backlinks, PR, you know, how you utilize PR, all of those things sort of mush together. And, you know, I did that. I spent like a whole year understanding SEO, and at the end of it, I said, "Okay, I understand this, and I don't want to do it myself." <laughs> so I actually found a really great partner um, that executes SEO for all of my clients and for myself. And then the next was ads. You know, I was frustrated um, when I was working as a sales and marketing director on it for hospitality. I was uh, paying other people to manage our ads, and I became kind of frustrated because I didn't re- I didn't really understand what they were doing. Like, I didn't understand what was the ROI I could be expecting The the, um, the people that I was working with weren't super open about explaining methodology and all those things. And I felt like the secrets were being guarded. So I spent a whole year learning just about ads and getting certified in Google AdWords and, uh, really understanding the process. And it was the same thing. Once you kind of scratch the surface, you realize that there is so much, there's so many different kinds of ads. There's social ads, there's um, there's Google ads, but in, inside of Google ads, there's you know um, shopping ads or things that you can do with the map. There's um, just tons and tons and tons of different ways that you can so, show up and search for AdWords. And so, Again, that is like a whole other bag of worms that if you really dedicated yourself to perfecting that one strategy, you could find the thing that works for you in your business. Um, but it takes time and it takes dedication and it takes passion and curiosity to do it yourself. Um, and I'm saying this not to discourage you, but I'm, I'm saying it to sort of make you realize how much work it really is. Um It's not just a flip the switch and everything's gonna work. Both with SEO um, and with ads, any kind of ads, it takes time, right? And with anything with marketing as well, it is all about testing. It's about testing, reviewing the data, making improvements, incremental improvements again and again and again in order to see better results. So that really covers SEO and ads. And I really suggest, especially for those two pieces, um, investing in an expert if you see that that's going to be a game changer for your business. Um, that's a good place to start investing. The third way to grow your audience online is through partnerships or other people's audiences. And this is a super popular Um, strategy for businesses to use, especially as they're just launching their product or service and to really build awareness and to grow the audience quickly. Um, In this strategy, you're partnering with like-minded businesses, like-minded influencers, ones that complement your brand. And you're doing a variety of things. You could be running joint promotions can be running giveaways. You can be doing content exchanges. Um, you could be joining conferences or other events that are put on by other businesses, or you can run your own conferences or events and invite other businesses in with uh, into that. And the understanding with all of these partnerships is that you're sharing each other's information on your social platforms. You're sharing each other's information on your email lists. You're sharing each other's information on your YouTube channel. For example, you're exposing each other to the audience that are existing. And so if you have a teeny tiny audience and you find a bunch of other businesses that have teeny tiny audiences and you all get together, it's going to be really beneficial because you'll get to um, be growing together. And it's really uh, a really nice way to build brand awareness and to really network with other businesses and build those relationships. Um, The one caveat though, is to consider uh, what, you know, the amount of time it takes as well to find the right partners, the right kind of uh, partnership kind of execution ideas that are going to give you the best results. Um, I'm going through this with one client. Now we're going full on into uh, starting fresh with a partnership strategy and doing joint campaigns, primarily on Instagram. But one thing that we've noticed after running, you know, organizing and and running a couple of these, uh, of these ads, of these, sorry, these partnerships is that, you know, it does take, a while to get the the traction, I guess, from, you know, leveraging those audiences, because not everyone's going to, you know, give you tons of business, you have to see which partners are going to be the most dedicated, which ones are, you know, taking it seriously, that are really executing the things um, that you agree upon. Um, you know, it's also taking into account how engaged are the are their audience, right? If their audience is not very engaged with their brand, then you're not going to get very good results. So this does also take time. So I guess the, the moral of the story is, you know, don't get frustrated with yourself if you try to implement one of these strategies and you don't see results right away. Because with all three, um, you know, partnerships, SEO and ads, there is going to be a period of kind of getting your sea legs, understanding, you know, the messages, right? The messaging that you're putting out, uh, the, um, you know, the effectiveness of the things that you're doing, you know, and just finding the right, the right way to execute these three pieces of the puzzle, right? And no matter which one you choose, one or all of them if you choose. So, I I just want you to to be patient. Um, And then when you're, you know, regardless of which one of these three uh, ideas you start with first, um, I want to give you a couple other tips to keep in mind. So when you're reaching new audience, it's really helpful to understand and to remember, you know, when new audience comes into your world, how they came into your world. And so with this, we can use segmentation. And segmentation is simply put just organizing your contact list and you can organize your contact list in so many different ways, by age, by region, um, by, you know, I don't know, interest. And so when we're doing various different activities, let's take the partnership example, you know, putting a tag on the different contacts that you get from certain partners is really helpful because you can use that in the future to do a lot of really specialized communication, which the more specialized and, and specific um, and tailored your communication get with contacts, with potential clients, the higher the probability of them converting to purchase your product or service. So segmentation, doing starting with it very early on, is really going to be very useful As your business grows and as your contact list grows, Um, and then the next thing to consider also is when you're getting these new contacts in, you know, these new people into your into your business, um, you want to be considerate of, um, you know, what what are they coming into? What landing page are they coming into? So this is kind of goes into the next section, which is engage, but. Um, one really important thing when you're running ads um, or you're running uh, some SEO programming and for other people's audiences. So for all of them. When you're creating these campaigns or being considerate of what keywords are on what page, uh, you want to have an understanding of where are we sending these people? Because the awareness is, that first contact with your brand. And the idea is to get to either your social platform or your website. And that first, that first um, sort of glimpse into your world, into your business's world is super important. First impressions are really important. So say that you're running a partnerships campaign on Instagram and you're directing people to your Instagram page. Well, you need to Bet your bottom dollar that when those people get to your Instagram uh, profile, that the description, uh, that the link in bio, that the first couple um, tiles of the feed are really going to connect with that client. So I don't want you to be pouring a lot of time, money, and energy into running uh, a really complex partnership campaign, spending a lot of money for, you know, joining a conference or putting money into ads. And then when that client lands into either your social profile or onto your website, the messaging and the thing that they see is going to turn them off and not going to get them excited or get them to understand what you do. So keep that in mind because all of these different stages of the client value journey, they they work together. So when you're building out your awareness uh, part of this funnel, just be conscious of how are those people getting into your world and what is the first thing they see once they, once they see it, once they click that ad, right? Or they enter that contest and they get to your profile on Insta. So something to consider. And I want to leave you with one really good example uh, that I picked on recently that I thought was really clever. So Kuyana is a brand of leather goods primarily leather good bags for women. And they do a really awesome job with partnerships. So if you want some inspiration on partnerships, keep a li- like keep an eye out for what other brands are doing, because there's a lot of really clever partnership um, examples that I see almost every day coming into my inbox through emails or that I see on my Instagram stories. Um, and one recently that Kuyana did was a Collaboration with Our Place. Um, And this was really well done. And I want you to notice why. Our Place is this mega cool startup kitchen um, accessory company, right? They do pans. They have this one pan called the Always Pan that is, you know, they're doing, I I think I, I was listening to a webinar with the founder. They're doing like over $20 million in revenue. This is like their first year that they launched. And in their launch plan and their go-to-market strategy partnerships was surely one of their, uh, tactics that they, that they executed And the Kuyana our place marriage was really great because both brands are all about quality, high quality, less is more. So having less things, but higher quality things, right. Um, about connection, about sustainability. And they did a whole little series where, you know, there was content exchange. So the, our place people were providing content for the Kuyana people to put on their Instagram feed and their stories and, and vice versa. And they did, I believe, you know, a couple, a contest or two around the holidays. And if you go on either of their feeds and you scroll down enough, you could probably see how it was done. But again, whenever you see another brand on someone else's page or on someone else's newsletter, you can be assured that they're executing a partnership strategy. So just keep in mind, uh, you know, keep a lookout for that because you can get some really good ideas for your own business and your own brand by just paying attention to what other businesses are doing. And the last thing I'll leave you with is on the SEO and the advertising um, side of things, right? Because we're talking about three different tactics that we can employ to gain awareness in your brand, right? We talked about partnerships, SEO, and ads. Just to recap, because I know it's kind of a lot. Start paying attention, like keep a little notebook of the ads that you click to, right? If something catches your eye and you click, why did you click? Did you like the image? What did you like about the image? Was there something about the copy that caught your eye? Was it a video? Was it a carousel of images? Was it one image? Was it a strong kind of graphic? Was it a graphic? Was it did it have was it text based graphic? Was it, you know, whatever? Make a list of things that really catch your eye. And the same when you're doing search. If you're searching something on Google, pay attention to the words that you put in, right? Because on both, you know, on both SEO and for ads, You're really wanting to be getting into the psychology of the potential client, right? You want to be getting into the mind of of this person and figuring out, well, what's going to get them to convert into clicking the ad that I put out? You know, what is going, what are the searches that they're going to do that should be leading to my business? There's so much you can gain by being a little bit of a gumshoe and just paying attention to your own actions, Right? and then also spying on other brands. I keep like a little journal of ideas. I keep folders in my inbox of ideas. I archive all the great emails that I get that I love or if someone executed a really clever partnership or really clever um, giveaway or contest, save it all. Because when it comes time to do your planning, your quarterly planning, I would love for you to go through all of those things, all of these awesome ideas and see if they trigger any creative ideas in your own business. So this was my overview of the awareness stage of the client value journey. My intention is to stop the overwhelm when it comes to organizing the marketing department. Next week, we're gonna be talking about the engage phase. So I hope you come back to learn more about how you can engage and convert your clients, right? This is really where the rubber meets the road because we need to get those email addresses. So I'm gonna be giving you a lot of ideas and some examples on exactly how you can do that in your business. Hope to see you here next week. Thanks for joining me today. Bye. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening to the Marketing for Startups podcast and for sticking around till the end. It would mean so much to me if you could like and subscribe to this podcast. It's a great way of telling the world that this podcast has content worth listening to. And remember, you could always reach me at LinkedIn at Victoria Hajar or at UglyVentures.com. Thanks for listening. Until next week.